This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. We are in close season, D-Mob wonderfulness, and today is season review part four. So if you haven't updated your podcast feed since the end of the season, you will have missed part one with Joe Fares, part two with Mikey Penty-Smith, part three with Joe again. But today, we're bringing in the big guns. David Diamond, how you doing? Good, thanks, Ben. Renegade Statman, you're back. Easy Ben. Who's that behind you? Uh, Morrissey and Marr. You... They, they are they are the um the, the Smiths equivalent of of you two. You you two, not not you two. Like yeah. The lyricist and the guitarist. Yeah, Dave is definitely uh, Morrissey. I think um, I was going yeah, to say I thought you needed to bring, you needed to bring Alistair in on that if it was you two because I think he'd have something to say about that. Well, we might get to that when we cover one of the games, Dave. Ah, the U2 education. We are on part four of the season. It's not exactly part four, but we wanted to make this particularly epic because we knew Dave was coming on. So it's like 13 games. Um, So you're getting more than everybody else. Now, I've noticed people have been whining on Twitter every time I mention Mick McCarthy, but unfortunately, this podcast is telling the story of Mick's final days, the end of his empire. So we have to mention him a lot. We're going to be very balanced and very fair. And we're allowed to talk about him. Okay, so we've just done uh, the epic conclusion of the Norwich game, the damp squib that was the Cardiff game. And we're going to Preston, Dave. And Preston are on form. And this is a bit of a typical McCarthy, um, a typical... We're going to lose, so we obviously win 1-0 type away win. And for the first time, we see this 3-4-3 and Mustafa Karayel starts. Um, So it's three centre-backs, two wing-backs, two sitting and kind of three up front. Um, I think probably Garner's last start of the season. More from him later. Wow. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. But um, 
Carroll um, gets the goal yeah. on 21 uh, minutes. Preston had only lost one in 17 going into this. And it's the hope that kills you, Dave. The win moves Ipswich back to six points <laughs> off the playoffs. The new yeah. system, tweak, good impact from Carayel. Were we optimistic after this one, Dave? I think we were a big. It wasn't Carayel oh, absolutely brilliant. I mean, I know, Blistering. I know you using the word. Was he virtually un, un, untouchable <laughs> for that first period of the game? He was on fire, wasn't he? And I remember the goal. It was a great goal where I think Skew's not a hoof, an accurate sort of ball in an area. And he just sort of won it with his head, headed it on. And he was like, he had express pace, Carriol. But again, I don't think he lasted the half, did he? No, I think um, he went off at half time, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall totally. Um, there were, there were glimpses with Carriol. I always thought a Bristol, think of Bristol City as well first half, where again I think he may have got injured again. We'll come um, there on was to glimpses the Wednesday that think, game, Dave, where I was like, man, this guy's yeah. going to score some goals. Yeah. Um, you know one thing about one thing that happened in that game. Mustafa Carriol became the, uh, uh, he was obviously, uh, I think he's Gambian. So that was the 46th different nationality to have scored for town. Wow. I we... think, was that not your stats? Sorry, I'm tangled up. Was that not your stat of the week? Must have been. Yeah, yeah I was trying Must to recycle been. them, but yeah. yeah it was stat of the week. It's minimal minimal work for, for I like. Part, I, I really liked him, but he just couldn't, whether he had, I don't know, short hamstrings, tight lot, I don't know what, but he obviously just struggled with that right the way through, didn't he? Um, you, but he, you... he looked... Yeah, look good, and he's not the sort of player I think come the end of the season would have ever taken a gamble on his fitness, really. And he was 32, was he? 31, 32. But Paul Hurst said that he needs wingers. He's a winger. Well, yeah, honestly, well, there you go. I mean, I heard some. I know we're not talking about this. We're talking about Paul Hurst just quickly. Um, did I hear something the other day? Someone tweeted something that perhaps he was revisiting Luke Hyam. Did you see that? I did not. Uh, I know I you mean... didn't want to see it, but I'm sure maybe someone's <laughs> just throwing nonsense out there but anyway the, the throw throwing excrement at the wall and hoping some sticks but um i have to i mean i wasn't at this game and i was very surprised i was kind of following it as you do nowadays on on twitter and you see you've taken a lead and they hold out and hold out and it seemed to be a, a very good performance at a time when a win was much needed i think uh, we agreed on part three that they were still kind of shell-shocked from Caro Road in the Cardiff game and they needed a bit of a pick-me-up and I think it was um, it was good to see the different system and you know trying to play down the sides a little bit I think bit it more. was I think it was and um, thinking what I remember about the game obviously you saw highlights and match report and when we covered it I don't think we were great I think Bart just made for once Bart had to make <laughs> routine routine saves not death defying stunts <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> He was absolutely just routine saves. I think we defended well as well, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was that was quite, given that Preston were on such a good run, I don't know about you, but that was a really typical Mick, unexpected win when he needed one, you know. Take those. Ben, you, you, ahead, you so said sorry. that we were we were six points off the playoffs, but I think we were still about 13th, 14th we were, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, no, really, you're exactly right. We were, we, yeah. were, we were 13th. There were a lot of teams at that point trying to mess it up, you know. It's, it, sometimes you look at the championship and you think, my God, if you just string a few wins together, there's a lot of teams lose a lot of games and still still get in the playoffs. So when you yeah. look when that game took place, that was still sixth. Or so Sheffield Wednesday game was sixth. So that was still end of February. So yeah, still, yeah. and we said thirteen yeah. games to go. So still a yeah. lot to play for. So <laughs> it must have been um, international uh, weekend, and then off for a midweek, and out of nowhere, 
Statman. Back-to-back wins away from home. Um, probably preferred playing away from home at this point. Um, and Waghorn, who hadn't scored for a while, thank goodness, back um, back to goal-scoring form. So um, I think there was a stat that McCarthy had never lost in as a player or a manager. It was a ridiculous stat. At Hillsborough. That's it, yeah. Um, 120 years, however long he's been alive for. Um, back to a 3-5-2. Spence in for Iorfa. Hyam in for Ghana as an extra midfielder. As you mentioned, Dave, Carroll moves up front. Um, did one deftifying bit of acceleration. Um, and I got very excited because I hadn't seen him do that at this point. Um, Connolly um, heads back a Sears cross. Sears came in. Um, for Carayel, um to set up Waghorn, a poacher's goal there. Good equaliser from Lucas Shell, showed good feet good there. And then, oh, a Waghorn special, a stupid free kick into the top corner. Um, and Ipswich stays six points off the playoffs. Um, they have a game in a game in hand. Um, maybe it wasn't in National Week. Did the whole game get cancelled for some reason or another yeah. at some point? FA, FA yeah, Cup, was it? The weather, it was awful. It was snow. First, oh, okay. week in March. First weekend of March, it was snow. So, another win. Waghorn back in the goals. Hyam struggled a little. Um, it's beginning to become clear that Ghana can't play 90 minutes now. At this, we can't play 45 minutes at, at this point in the season. He's too beat up. But, Stat, two, two wins in a, in a row. Is there any little flicker at this point? I know all the press were trying to get the playoff yeah. narrative going. What were your thoughts? Uh, just too many, you know... Back-to-back wins was great, but just too many teams between us and, and sixth place. And you know, some of those teams were gonna were gonna blow up over the last 12 games, but but nobody was. But you know, it was great. You know, two wins. Waghorn getting the goals for me. One of the significant things about this match, which was the fact that we took the lead, and I think I made a note of um, uh, Zhao uh, equalised. But it was the fact that we then went on to score the winner. You know, with mm. about seven minutes to go at, at, at Hillsborough, and I thought. Well, at the very least, and we were still probably in this conversation about is Mick staying, is he going? And you think, well, let, let's just have a good push towards the end of the season. Um, didn't think we would make the playoffs, but yeah, it, you can't argue with that. Dave, um, sorry, Stat. Um, Dave, Waghorn had kind of gone away a little bit as the virtuoso front man. He, he needed that double at that point, didn't he? I think he did, yeah. Um, obviously, we, we took the well-documented terrible corners at Norwich first half, obviously. Um, but no, he, he did actually, yeah. And it was good to see, good to see. And I think that that very much set him up. Well, yeah, in a few games' time for the for the end of the season, because the next game coming up was the real kicker, wasn't it? That was. I wasn't at this next game, but it was just one of the worst of the season, wasn't it? Um, Stat, I cut I cut you off. Then were you just going to add something else? Uh, if I was in my moth-like memory, it's gone. It will come back to me. Speaking of moth-like memory, can someone pad? Because my iPad has just cut out, so I'm now going to my mobile phone to see if I can read my notes off. Um, sorry if you're yeah, watching. Oh, no, it's come back. It says it's got 96%. It's just crashed on me. Well, what I will say about Sheffield Thanks, Wednesday that. away. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sheffield Wednesday away, um, it was a mixed last away win. There you go. There you was go. It, was, I know, Bristol City, yeah. And I think then the next game coming up, so you're right, his stat was right. We were, It was really bunched up, but we were still only six points six points off it. Sheffield United at home the following Saturday, who weren't really going through the best of form, had started to lose their way sort of January, February onwards. And you think, come on, you know, win this. And who knows, 
probably not going to be three points off, but might be four points off, Dave, you know. You always refer to it as traffic. I think Sheffield United were kind of coasting at about 65 in the middle lane. And we were going to maybe pull off a little, yeah. little, little brave undertake, but... Um, I think the handbrake's going to get some use when we. I wasn't that. Fortunately, I was. I was one of the fortunate ones to miss miss that game. I was in London. I think Stat was as well. I think was that not when you saw? That's when. Yeah, but so um, yeah, we were fortunate. Well, Stat, I don't think was back in was back in harness by then. Where is Stat? But um, I certainly was, and I yeah, I I, thought, oh, I hate missing the game, but knew I was double booked. Went to London, and and in the end, it was. I think I made the right decision, didn't I? It was dreadful, wasn't it? Apparently. It was rubbish, yeah. Um, so it's two, and the thing is, Dave, it's two quick home games. Yeah. You have Sheffield United, and then Hull on the Tuesday. And mm. I think, stat, if I'd asked you the question, and it was four wins in a row, you know, if you'd got two one-goal well, victories, yeah. then it's going to be a lot different. And and just I, quickly, Ben, again, again, that Sheffield United game, I think, stat, you'd say it was the fourth, again, the fourth home game without a goal. Yeah. Don't. That's a horrible, aren't they? Um, well, Dave, it was the, it was the, um, and I know we're broken record on this. It was the, the lack of ambition. We discussed 46 games. You can afford to lose a few, and you know, draws aren't, you know, you, you. Can, I mean, you I was. Can, it can take you 270 minutes to get three points, or it can take you 90 minutes to get, to get three points, and they're, they're not worth that much, Dave. No. I mean, I wasn't there that day. I mean, can you remember how we lined up? I, I wasn't it there. Was, okay. It was three-five-two, and very noticeably because of that, um, because of mixed susceptibility against the buzzy three-man midfield, the tactic honestly was get Ior for as far forward at wing back as possible. What a launch! And a it launch. was Nudson to Ior for. Um, it wasn't good. Um, uh, Fleck played well for. Sheffield oh, I remember I that you said, yeah, he's a good player. Who was the chap they had on loan from Man U? Because he hit the post um, at the end. Wilson? No, he was. He was for. He, he played for Hull, didn't he? No, he James, talk, we, James we, we on the Hull Harry game Wilson. now. James Wilson. James, sorry, James Wilson. Yeah, yeah Harry um, he, Wilson. Sorry, he hits the yeah, post we're getting the Harry Wilson who was from Liverpool. Yeah, not Man U. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't great. It, it got into that stat. It got into that category of Burton at home, QPR the. I don't know what you'd call it, the unwatchable Mick home game. Why didn't he go yeah. for it? Well, he, he never really did go for it in these games. And, uh, you know, I kind of, as we said before this, I'm kind of pleading the fifth. I didn't I didn't go to this game. Uh, you know, I hadn't renewed my season ticket. And I was kind of, I was I was pleased with, you know, particularly the Sheffield United game. First of all, I was in, in London to watch watch Morrissey. And, and, and Dave, you were down, you were down looking at a hole in the ground. And I think, you oh, know, that's that, right. I was looking at yeah. that. Yeah, my... My brother's boy, my nephew, yeah, he's, he's a, one of the project manager for this transport for London and he's building this new, uh, oh, boring anyway, but yeah, I went and looked, um, yeah, it's subterranean London for a, half a day. It's brilliant, actually. Yeah, super. But I remember subterranean you, homesick blues. Sorry, go ahead. That's that yeah, man. I remember you and I oh, talking Zimmerman. when we were at, at the uh, one of the history pods and um, just saying, that, you know, you weren't particularly looking looking forward to it. Um and you know, as you said, you you wouldn't you hate missing the game, but you know, if you went to to London to see that, and I, I never I never there were very few times last season, well, particularly at the beginning, you know, August when we you know had five wins on the trot, that I thought, oh, this is typical. I've given up my season ticket, and now now we're we're on a roll. Um, Sheffield United at home, nil nil, means absolutely nothing to me, and I'm pretty certain the thirteen thousand plus people whoever were there 
probably very few of them can recall but, any any real highlights. And this typifies Mick to me, and you hit on it, Ben. If there ever was a game after those two away wins and everybody's up and you're six points off the playoff, if ever was a game to say, right, two this home is it. games in, in four days, go for it. Up, Look, we pick up four points from these, you know, six points. Okay, four points. We're not going to be far off, and we uh, we probably wouldn't have been, but. Yeah, he just showed no ambition in the Chef U game, did he really? I don't think. Um, we've, we've done lots of road analogies. Um, March the 13th, and this really is the off-the-cliff end of the road. It's Ipswich nil, Hull <laughs> 3, it's 13,000, it's cold, <laughs> it's Tuesday night, and um, I know um, Susan, the author of your book, doesn't like me saying toxic, so we'll say the atmosphere was dreadful horrible um i can't think of a better word than toxic but um, it's like a britney spears song (laughs) (laughs) um mick goes back to his um back four so once again we see no consistent thread in philosophy or tactics through any of this webster drops to the bench nudson and spence go fullbacks a midfield three of nidham hyam and gleason Connolly is on the bench skews is given the night off and it's a front three of Ward, Selina and Sears. Martin Waghorn is on the bench. Um, it's one of these ones where Dave and I would often exchange texts before games. And Dave's texts would be asking me with lots of swear words what I thought of the, <laughs> of the team lineup. Dave, why? What the? Why? Why? They had a week off before. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I didn't get that. So I mean, Waggle. I mean, okay, let's put the, let's put the midfield to one side for, for what for for a time. I mean, Waggle was the was the worst thing, wasn't it? I just could not believe that. But I mean, we we lost. Uh, that, sorry, that, that was our fifth game at home where where we hadn't scored, which I think yeah. was a was a was, was a, a record, club, club record. Yeah. Uh, and good for scoring, actually. Um, stat. Even yeah. even, in, even in my <laughs> limited yeah. knowledge of football, that would sound a good plan if you want to score, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, to to leave him on the bench, I, you know, I I don't know, and it just probably showed, <clears throat> probably showed towards the end that Mick was uh, shifting uh, deck chairs on the Titanic, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, um, obviously, by obviously by this time, Garner's gone for the season, isn't yeah. he? That's that happened a week or so, or even as you said, a couple of weeks before. That had either been announced or was just going to be announced because that kind of dripped out in a. Yeah, he was in injured, and then it was call. announced that that's it, he's done. And probably after this game, because probably after this game all slim wafers slim hopes of being in the playoffs was you know gone after that game so Is it, was it was this the game sorry was this uh, was this the game where he did the uh the 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 talk at, on the pitch at the end well we got yeah. three goals to get through before that sadly um Hemrickson oh, right, on 18 yeah. wilson yeah. on 40 um dave the Blimey. north stand completely unleashes on mick on on 40 yep. minutes it was horrible was it was horrible yeah. Um, Mick, to his credit, makes a double sub at halftime and immediately um, the Bowen scored on 47. Statman mentioned it. Strange on-pitch huddle at the end. A lot of Ipswich fans upset at McCarthy, accusing them of picking on Tristan Nydam, which, um, Dave, you said oh, at the right. time you... You, you didn't you didn't think happened. Can you can you can you un- unpack the defeat, the atmosphere? I, I think do you know what I think he, he pulled nine at half time, didn't he? And I think um, thinking back to that game, it was probably the wise the right decision because it was getting horrible out there, awful out there. Um, Heim was getting pelters. I'm not saying Nidham did. I think there was one a time one or once or twice. I think Nidham played 
you know, just bad ball sort of thing. And the crowd was sort of, oh, you know, not really getting onto him. But that's how Mick, if you remember, that's how Mick sort of used it, you know, used that against the crowd to say, okay, I don't mind you, but don't mind the crowd um, having Dave, a go even, at me, even if but Pier- not a 19 year old kid. Even if Pirlo plays a bad ball, you still, people oh, grow, the crowd will go. Yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah. I think he used that. And I think ultimately when he did take, Nied him off, which I think was at half time. It's probably the right decision that game because it was just horrible, horrible atmosphere. Horrible I, I, atmosphere. With, with the crowd, I, with the crowd just waiting for something like that to happen. Two turns. I think so. Well, and then and then obviously two nil down. Um, he's off at half time. They're not happy about that. And as you said, Bowen scores in like forty six to make it three nil. It, it was it was just awful. It was one of those oh, car crash really. For me, I think Mick was already now, you know, managing his, his PR. He, he, he realised that he, he was going. So any, any mud that he could have thrown at the town fans. I, did, I didn't go there, but people who I trust and, and Dave as well, um, who went to the game, uh, basically said, you know, there, there wasn't much that was aimed at, aimed at Nidam. And, you know, Mick was looking to, in my mind, create another wedge between us and yeah. us and him. Yep, exactly what he did, really. Um, no, that was that was a particular low point. Um, and I think, oh, God, it's that. I didn't realise this until I, I looked at this game earlier, earlier on today that um, we ain't beaten Hull now for 11 games. That's, all my, that's almost Derby-like to us, isn't it? Ten, ten years, was it? The 4th of May, 2008, when Alan, Alan Lee. Lee. When we just missed yeah. out, yeah. Lovely stuff. Um, off we go to Bristol City. Hey, um, we did. They're also in the traffic. Um, I, oh, I think we've kind of lost all, lost all will to live. Um, three five two returns. Webster comes back. Skews, Connolly and Wackham all come back. Out go Hyam, Nydam, Gleeson. But, Statman, it's just, again, this... Um, uh, Joe mentioned it, this buzz phrase of mix. A typical, we blinked first. But it was another... Very, very cautious, very um, unimaginative, and another one nil defeat. That yeah, one nil defeat. Uh, Dave and I went down. In fact, we went to we went to your house that day and had um, berries and pancakes <laughs> for, for breakfast. This uh, memory of the day, <laughs> other than oh, the trip round Bristol at the end. And we went to the pub, didn't we? And met some some great people, and Ian oh, yeah. Milne and and Paul Paul Eastwood as well was there. Oh, Paul um, is, um, I'm standing up would... for Paul. He's awesome. <laughs> Hello, Paul. He was. He can name uh, you an entire Bayer Leverkusen team. Oh, you are a legend. Let me, Mr. Mill, I just want to ask you a question. I think I can answer that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I gave him the keynote glare at that point. He gave him evils. That gave him evils. What do I remember about that game? Not a great deal. I remember uh, Tricky McTrickerson uh, sending me a message to say, if you look to your left, you'll see... um, Nelson Mandela Towers, I remember that. I remember some guy kept shouting for uh, one of our subs, that our, that young Irish lad, Aaron, Aaron Drinnan, kept oh, saying, oh, Aaron Drinnan. I don't know, he, he just Aaron kept saying, Drin. get Drinnan on. I think Ben Morris came on, didn't he, with a couple of minutes to go. But my memory, and I obviously watch all your pods, you know, that you, you do on a Monday, and Dave's knowledge of games, you know, of events that happen in games is far better than mine. But there was, was it a decent left back or right back played Lloyd, in that game, Lloyd, Dave? Lloyd Kelly. Yeah, yeah, far better than anybody we had. And I think it was almost like Mick had said to the, the Bristol City manager, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll accept the 1-0 defeat in, in this game and, you know, we'll, we'll move on. Um, I, I, I think we created bugger. I remember Carrio having a long distance shot first half and, that, and he, then he went off injured and that was it. 
We just I mean, didn't create. I mean, Dave, our, our, our team shape looked very nice. Yeah. <laughs> didn't do anything with a the, bloody ball, did we? No one came. And I think we did blink because I can't says. remember them having yeah. any chances. Just no, the one ball in. Yeah, no and a one good came header. off. And the thing that annoyed me, Dave, is they were quite poor in the first half. Bristol oh, City. Yeah. You know, it didn't. It was. It was there. It was a typical championship game where either team can win by one and um neil warnock gambles and cardiff are in the premier league and other other managers um don't but before we get to the next game the big announcement my phone lights up at work i think both of you text me mick and marcus have finally had their little chat and it's announced that mick mccarthy will be leaving the club at the end of the season, after nearly six years in charge. Um, Dave, talk to me about that decision, how it was handled and the timing. Well, the timing was quite interesting because after the Bristol City game, we had an international break. So this was on the... So the Bristol City game was the 17th and this was so 31st Birmingham would have been a Saturday this was the 29th so this was the day before good friday when the um you know when the when, when it broke so i just can't remember. It, it was it seems ages ago now doesn't it um i think as we said before it was just it reached a conclusion it was inevitable and i think i remember me and you doing that sort of impromptu pod that day and really the underlying feeling between both of us was well okay he's going but why is he not going now this is crazy this is ridiculous yeah. Why is he not going now? Which I think was everybody's feeling, really, at the time. Um, clearly, it's run its course. Clearly, I think, and I know you covered this with Joe last time, after, I think he, he was done after the Norwich game. After the Norwich game, he was done. I think that was it, really. Um, um, yeah, OK, a, a brief respite with those two away wins, but the whole game, the Bristol, yeah, the Sheffield United game, the whole game, yeah, he, he was done. You know, relationship, I don't know, you know, with the owner, but certainly between him and the fans, it's just gone, gone completely. So, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, a shock, it, you know, a pleasant shock, I think, or certainly Stat would say. But, um, yeah, certainly at the time, I think the general feeling was, OK, why is he not going now? Stat? It, it, yeah, it made no sense. I mean, I, I was delighted, you know, one of these <laughs> it flashes up on your phone or a notification. I've never seen so many smileys. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Mick was going. So I don't know if you, if you kind of know a lot about my view, but I, I kind of <laughs> lost faith in Mick for about the last 18 months. Um, so I was overjoyed. But you, you've knocked the, the, you know, the nail on the head there, Dave. You know, why we couldn't even basically get rid of a manager properly, you know, realistically. <laughs> let, let him go. We weren't going up. We weren't going down. Um, and, and nobody would have argued about Brian Clue coming in, you know, three, three or four games earlier, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as you said, it was a day before Good Friday, and, and you're right, it really was a Good Friday when I woke up and realised that that Mick was was going. So unfortunate, unfortunate phrase when you said it nailed it. But anyway, sorry, um, carry on. So the naive part of me thinks, okay, it's done. He's going. Every you know, if you didn't want him here, you've got what you want. So everyone's going to come together. We're going to have a happy little send-off. We're all going to applaud Mick off. He's going to ride off into the sunset after the Middlesbrough game, after putting us above Norwich. Everything's going to be fine. That was the plan. This does not happen. Um, off we go to Birmingham. Dave, I went to Cadbury's World before. I did, oh. the, did the touristy thing, and I saw Edge Baston Cricket Ground as well. Yeah. Those were the highlights of my day because it went exactly the same 
as the Bristol City game and strangely foreshadowing the Brentford game that's also about to happen. It's a 3-5-2 again. Ipswich barely create anything. Um, Magoma outruns Carter Vickers. Jota puts the penalty in. Birmingham, Dave, they sit back in the second half because they're down the bottom. They were there to score against. Um, Mick describes it as a weird sensation like being the caretaker of your own job. Dave, these, these away games are... Uh, they're, they're running into each other now. They're, they're all, all the funny. Um, that just, but what I can sort of recall about that away game, I wasn't there, you obviously were, but, and again, I think I recall us speaking about it, the actual fans' um, feelings towards Mick in that game wasn't too bad, was it? I don't no. think he got too much he got he didn't, get any, he didn't get any stick, no. But Unlike remember, it was, a, it was a <laughs> Birmingham away, away game, game. <laughs> not, a, not a London away game stat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we, we've spoken about that, haven't we? The, the, the um, day trippers weren't out. The day trippers weren't out. I mean, it, you're right, it was just like Groundhog Day, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, that, and that, was, that was the fourth game on the trot that we hadn't scored. Uh, you know, and like you said, Ben, that you went to these matches and, you know, when I read the reports and, see, and, and read the highlights and watched the highlights... We, we could have got something out of these games, but we, we still, you know, and that was the issue that I had with Mick. You know, he, he never really wanted to go out and, and, and win a game. He wanted to go out and not lose a game. And Stat, once he got you... to 1-0, that was it. He ran out of ideas. And um... Stat, did you hear the conclusion we got to? In that when with, with Joe in the last, I think there was 12 games. I think we scored three set plays that were all Waghorn crossing and Garner heading in. I think Selena smashed one in from 30 yards and... <laughs> we scored against 10 men or something. We just did not play any football or create no. any chances with a brilliant header of the ball up front, a really tricky lone guy and a, and Waghorn. I don't, I don't even need to describe Waghorn. So we didn't give those boys any service. We didn't. And as it, as it happened, Waghorn got 15. How many did he get? 14? 15? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I, you just up wondered 15, just what, you know, you, it, surely they couldn't have just been given the same old instruction. Right, boys, keep it tight. 90 minutes, we'll keep what we've got. Dave, Dave, I don't think they did, but I think whatever was being said was not getting not getting through at this point. Can, can, can I just add that, um, was it... No, actually, no, I'll, it's after the next game, when we're, when we're okay. at the Millwall game, yeah. yeah. Well, let's go, to the, let's go to the Millwall game, because, Dave, I know you enjoyed this one. So, um, Millwall are on a crazy run and a lot of Ipswich fans are kind of saying why can't we be a bit more like Millwall they try and win all the time don't they they're I mean, a this great was one a good game this was a good game because for once you know again he probably set them up I can't remember them setting up any different for there's Lamy. a three there's three four three on this one so it's Carayel, Selina and and Waghorn up front but which did look a bit more creative than when it was three five two sorry go ahead yeah, um, and it was a good game. It was a really good open game, I thought. Um, again, obviously, Carriol started, got injured. Um, <laughs> um, Falami came on at half-time, which I think gave everybody a lift. And we scored, well, probably one of the greatest goals you're ever going to see, our first goal. <laughs> <laughs> the ball was like a freaking bar of soap. I've never seen a goal like it. It was an unbelievable goal. But, um, yeah, I think that just gave, you know, the young lad coming on at half-time, sort of getting a bit of credit, so kind of assist for the goal. I think people were getting excited before... But because they thought he scored it. Um, I think that gave everybody a, a lift. And I think just Millwall, I mean, you saw them loads of times. They were just refreshing, you know. You're right, got two two strong guys up front, but could play as well. And, you know, Savile. And who was the guy, Wallace, when I thought he had a brilliant game against us. Absolutely brilliant. I just like that whole, I, I just found Millwall totally refreshing. 
Um, could play Dave, long, I, could play short. I counted five up front for them in injury time as well. well and yeah, five up front. from Bart as well. Um, they're a dream to watch. Had centre-back that had a mistake in him. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a good, really yeah, one of the better games. Plus, the weather was crap, so it was a wet pitch. and Yeah, it was just a good game, yeah. Just putting a little bit into... In, into context of where we were in the in the ITFC history line, obviously the the town players lined up. I think uh, was there a minute silence for for Bobby Ferguson or it certainly was. black armbands for oh, him and, yeah, and, and yeah. Colin Harper. Yeah, and I think Colin you know two yeah. two. Like you said, that that goal. I think they're still deciding on who actually who scored that goal. But you know, I think official record said it was it was Waghorn. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't want to claim that. It was an absolutely <laughs> Terrible goal, but you know, if you're well, a striker, Freddie Sears will have you're, it. you're selfish. Yeah, Freddie Sears will have it. We'll get to him at some point where he actually scores a goal. Unbelievable. I remember, um, yeah, it was a thumping good equal, was it equaliser? Was it to put them 2 1 up by Savile, wasn't it? Yeah. That must have been equaliser, wasn't Dave, it? Dave, um, you're the probably the best player out of the three of us. Um, why, why do people like Waghorn scoring, um, scoring bursts. in in bursts because there's there's I think three three doubles um in quick succession. No, no really. I, I, I don't really don't I don't think I think I'll tell you what I'd say about Waghorn although he was going that spell of games without scoring he still wasn't averse to having a shot from 50 yards was he? <laughs> so he's obviously with him. We you know started I mean? doing Charlie like, Adam watch on like, the pod didn't we? Like, yeah they spoke about Lineker spoke not quite because you wouldn't categorize him in the same way but Lineker spoke about goal scorers last night like himself and Kane never scared to miss never scared to miss because no. they know there'll be another chance coming along Waggon's not quite in that category but yeah he's not short of confidence is he throughout all that when he was well he wasn't only missing chances because he wasn't getting any chances because he was no. getting no service that's the thing so I don't think his confidence was shot because he wasn't he wasn't having a chance to miss do you know what I mean we, so um no, he was just well we'll perhaps do this at the end uh, just a great sign and was it I just yeah and I, just have a look at that I just had a look at a, a, a text that I received after the um after the Millwall game, and I, I think the, the you know we got similar kind of text, Dave, that said you know after this this game against Millwall, that was it. Mick Mick had gone in, he cleared his desk, he was off. Oh, I yes. was I was confident enough. Oh, yeah, I got to be very yeah. I was confident <laughs> enough to think I stuck it on Twitter as you do, and yeah. I would have done that to you know no. to get likes or retweets or follow. I just thought well I might be first with the news and um. Uh, typical Mick, I think he saw that tweet and thought, right, I'll tell you <laughs> what, I'll show I'm that not going. Don't stat. build your yeah, I'm going to have the last yeah. laugh on that stat, man. He's been slagging but, me off all this time. But you you heard it, didn't you, Dave? Yeah, I did. I'm pretty this, good authority, this, yeah. This not just, just 10 like days a, too early. Yeah, not a, not, not a steward or something, but, you know, somebody in, in a very good oh, yeah, position yeah, yeah. who who said yeah. that he, he had gone. And then suddenly we had a... Uh, a, a Can I say something? That was the same source that said they'd seen Stephen Gerrard at the club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, well, it's true, yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah. He, suddenly we had the under-23 game, and next thing I was getting a few tweets from people saying, Mick McCarthy's up here. And I was like, what? what? I almost wanted to walk around and have a look look myself. But, um, but Statman, he, you've you've happened upon it. It's starting to get farcical at, at this point, yeah. this, this dead man walking type thing he, he, he said he said the phrase my favorite phrase was that he i think he said that he was um he was in 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 a driverless car God. and he, oh, didn't, he did say he, that he didn't particularly like not being in control and i thought to be honest with you you've managed for i don't know 25 odd years you've got loads of money if you don't really need the hassle you know just quit yeah, yeah. but he, he decided not to quit until some person booed a substitution at some point we're going to go to Brent, we're going to go to Brentford first though. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 
I'm sure we can scoot over this. I can tell you it was a 3-5-2. We lost 1-0 to another penalty. It's Knudsen this time to blame. Um, oh, Ken, Kenlock misses out for Carter Vickers. Luke Hyam comes face-to-face with Alan Judge. Uh, Nideman and Sears come back in. Mapai puts the penalty in. Worse still... Bialkowski and Chambers are involved in a collision on 24 minutes. Chambers breaks most of the bones in his body and probably tries to play on. Um, So he joins Joe Garner, David McGoldrick, Emmy Hughes, half of the roster on the the sideline. Ipswich end the weekend, 13 points off the playoffs. What about that for... What was it? He was the guy who did election night, Peter... Peter Peter Snow. Peter Snow, sw- what about that on your swing on Two places below East Anglian rivals Norwich. Right. And Dave, um, as Mick McCarthy makes his way to the uh, tunnel at halftime, um, I didn't feel proud to be an Ipswich fan here. I was in nah. the I was in the homestand, so I was actually watching on. I don't know if some what do they have? That's London Pride, isn't it? I, I think some yeah. some London Pride had been consumed and. Um, and Mick McCarthy get out of our club, um, all this stuff. I mean, and, but it got Dave, far worse than that. Apparently, Dave, allegedly, it got far he, worse than that. But didn't Davey it? couldn't leave it. He gave them, he gave them a big grin and a round of applause, and you know, all of this. Um, you, um, anyway, it was just kind of just say it was like it was like two petulant kids at that point. And uh, to be fair, and yeah, come to the point yeah. that Dave makes in a minute. Uh, in a, in a minute, but. Fans are entitled to to voice their opinion, and I, I know what we're saying that we we have probably different people who go to some of the London games, but they were well within their rights. To, I, don't, I don't think that the the chants were particularly bad, or you know you wouldn't see up and down the country. I think what did overstep the mark is what allegedly happened at at the end of the game when he was walking towards the tunnel, you know, uh, walking towards the, the coach. Uh, um, apparently, got some some abuse, and you know that wasn't particularly very nice. But I had no issue with that. You know, that was our eighth 1-0 defeat of the season. Um, for me, he, he should have got booed, mainly because when Chambers went off injured, they gave the, the armband to, to Jonas Knudsen, who I don't think at that this point is, is captain material. I think we, we've certainly got better choices in there. Um, but there so you go. There's, there's, As, a dif- there's a difference between booing and hateful, hateful yeah. personal... Speech, vitriol. Yeah. Well, what I saw, I wasn't there, but what I saw shared on, on social media was people, you know, saying, you know, get out of our club and, you know, questioning the, the quality of his football. I didn't think that was particularly bad. Um, I've been to football. Gosh, we've been to so many games where the atmosphere was was far worse. And I think that, I don't think the media, well, I think, you know, the media had a part to play, but I think that the, the wedge was there and no no people were going to give give any ground. And Mick was thinking, I'm going to go on my own, ter- my own terms. And the fans just thought, well, what else can we do? You know, what, what can we do? Um, so they were there and, and, and they were chanting. But yeah, you know, let's, let's have, let, let, let's keep it, let's keep the chanting on the pitch and not allegedly what happened to him when he went, you know, to the coach at the end of the game. Dave? And I think, um, and I, do you know what, when, when this all started, I mean, I used to say you, Ben, and I think you agreed. Look, I, ain't got a, I haven't got a problem with Mick, as it was then, giving it back. But it's how he went about it, really. It's how he went about it, you know, the Norwich thing and, you know, the clapping and stuff at half don't, time. Don't it's talk just... to me about tactics to Phil Hamm. That, that, I, I know the Norwich thing's bad, but I'm sorry, you're in a press conference and a journalist has asked you a question. Don't talk to yeah. me about tactics. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's <sighs> grow up. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. 
NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, it's just how he, towards the end, I think he just lost the plot, basically. How he, how he conducted himself. As, as you know, as a come on, a 58, 59 year old manager of what, what you, you said, stat 25 years, he, he just lost it at the end. I mean, th- this was a guy who who's played, you know, in in the Manchester derby. He's played in the old fir- firm derby. The World you know, Cup. Yeah, manager at the World Cup. Um, come on, and I, I, I'm not sure actually who was responsible for it. Was it Mick? The way that Mick played that put the, you know, got the fans back up or was Mick always like that? You know, because I recall probably 18 months before that, when David McGoldrick was, uh, the fans were calling for him to get on, on the pitch. And I remember Mick saying, you know, the, the more you call for him, well, the less chance there is of him coming on. And I'm thinking, he said it, he said it early in the season with Selena, about Selena as well. Yeah. And that's just ridiculous. And when you, when you're it's a childish. fan, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we are allowed to be childish because, you know, we're fans. We love the club and it's something that we've grown up from, from a child. He's not, we expect, you know, somebody to be professional and, and, and say, I'll tell you what, I understand that some fans have got an issue, but on the whole, they're, they're um, customers, they pay their money to, to be here yeah. and, and he with, should, within but, the bounds but, of decency, they're entitled to, and we to and we opinion. spoke about yeah. this before, you know. Someone at the club should have been strong enough of of a position that the the the, the, the maybe if not the owner, the CEO, to come out and said, "Look, Mick, I'm sorry, you're out of order. You know, you're out of order. Do calm, something about it. Calm yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let's go to Barnsley and the um. We were joking about um Queen Cersei in um Game of Thrones and the the glorious Shakespearean tragedy. Ending. It's three four three. Chambers' unfortunate injury means Kenlock is going to get a run. Um, Skews and Connolly in centre midfield, and a debut for a right wing back called Barry Cotter. Very excitingly. Um, oh, yeah. Kiefer nice. Roberto Francisco Moore hits the bar for Barnsley. Cotter has a confident first half. He's not he's not Cafu, but everyone's enjoying his enthusiasm um, and his performance after half time. Clever corner from Carayal. 
Um, Knudsen heads it in, and I don't know where to start. If anyone wants to take over can, with this substitution. Go ahead. Only because I, I got a free ticket for this game, so I went down and I thought, well, I know Mick, Mick's off, but you know, let's just see what you know the, the last few games of the season. And um, I like what I saw of Barry Cotter. Spoke to my my ex-season ticket holder friends, and um, I kind of said I thought this was all right in the first half. Some of them didn't think it was that great, and I thought, well, I tell you what, whether their memory's been erased because I remember seeing some football Stat. that was pretty pretty poor. I saw all the teams. Barnsley were rubbish, I will say, but carry yeah. On. But 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 for us, I thought I thought we were okay. It didn't seem that bad, but clearly I hadn't been to many games that season, so I guess that whatever little bit of football I saw, I thought was was great. Um, the substitution happened. And it's it's a funny one, you know. I, in my mind, we've we've all been to many many matches where the the board's gone up, and you've either moaned about who's coming on or who's going off or who's coming on for who. And you know, for me, there were some boos, but realistically, um, immediately you know, followed by a standing ovation, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah, and I think not the, the because he was Cafu would... stat, but because no. he was a young guy who, looking at his Instagram just seemed to be loving the fact that he was going to play in this Ipswich Town Stadium. He just seemed... He everything came, he about came. him was happy and wonderful, not like the bleak, you know, horrible outlook we'd had. And I think everyone just enjoyed him, didn't they, more than anything? I think I think it was the timing of it more. What was it, the 52nd minute or something? I think the crowds, and certainly the crowd around me, was saying, OK, yeah, he's knackered, but come on, you know... He could probably play on adrenaline until and for another ten or sixty or sixty-five or something like that. I think it was just the the how soon after half time he was substituted. And to be fair, I remember him sprinting off, and he certainly didn't look. What did Mick say? Um, goosed. He used to say, didn't he? Yeah. He's goosed. Yeah. Um, for, for for me, this was yeah, with Paul Jewell. We had um, Cheek Karama, where he had Le Coach's party on on Twitter, and, and Barry Cotter for me um, was the man that uh, that substitution broke the was a straw that broke the camel's back with Mick McCarthy because I think think, but you think after the Norwich game where you know Mick was clearly very very angry and swearing at the that sorry after not yet the Norwich game swearing at the town fans because of the the booing of the substitution with Iorfa and Spence again here's another substitution that he's made and he knows what's going on you're right you know Barry Cotter didn't look like he was particularly shattered and town fans thought we're really enjoying this young player. Um, let him, so some let more him of stay it. on, yeah. And that, Mick Mick didn't like that. But I think Ben, just to say that the standing ovation was to do with um, the fact that uh, it was the first time we had somebody called Barry play for us. So that's <laughs> what that's what I stood up. Yeah, Dave, I think. What ha- um, Dave, I honestly what, what think. What happened, Dave, in the press conference afterwards? Well, no, I, I think this goes back to the, the previous Saturday at Brentford. I think, and I wasn't there, but. Reading between the lines, I think the the stick he got at Brentford and the personal stuff allegedly that he got on the way to the coach, I honestly think he re- I honestly think he was gone then. And I I read between the lines, I think probably that the owner said, okay, but look, we've got a game Tuesday evening. See us through that. So carry on to the press conference and what I well, consider yeah, I mean, an entirely <laughs> contrived. Um, does he not? So he turns exhibition. up. He sort of turns up for the press conference and he's sort of his normal haughty self, isn't he, by all it's, accounts? It's not being filmed, Dave, but um, audio, it's audio stuff. Watson has got the audio. And, um, so your mate you know, Mel you didn't cover himself in glory either, did he, Statman? No, I, I mean, I, I spoke to Mel and um, 
he 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 was the catalyst because I think that he kind of sided a little bit with Mick and went well yeah typical Ipswich Town fans and um I think that was a little bit harsh from Mick on uh, from uh, Mel on on Town fans because like I said before we were entitled to he to was our trying opinion to get a line wasn't he he was you know Mel knew what he was doing and I think he lit the touch paper and and Mick McCarthy whether it was contrived or not to say oh, I'll tell come you what on. yeah. I'm trying to be a bit polite, but then he he bangs the table and writes that out of here. And, I'm uh, out of here. But, uh, guys, I think he'd gone before that game. He he, he was going to go come what may, and that was just the perfect flounce, wasn't it, for him? <laughs> he, <laughs> he did. He was able to flounce he, off he into the flounce. sunset. Yeah, and then my phone <laughs> then just lit up. The first person who got through to me was, was Daryl in Florida. And I just, for me, apart from the fact that I was still dancing around the room. You said Nick you were crying. Got, you yeah. told me you were <laughs> with 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 laughter, um, yeah, and and emotion, and um, I, I think at this point, I, you know, I've I've been, some people would say one of Mick's biggest critics, but I think you know, I I like Mick when uh, obviously he he played for Ireland, managed manager Ireland came to us, and he was the right manager for us, but to be fair, maybe I saw the flaws that he had before other people, or maybe my criticism was probably a bit harsher than others, but he. He, he had to go, you know, for, for lots of different reasons. And the fact that he just clinged on. And one of the points I want to make, Ben, is when we start at this, you know, we, we mentioned the, the Norwich game um, and the, the Cardiff game. You know, things aren't looking good for Mick. He's been swearing at the fans. But what does he do? He suddenly then goes away and wins at Preston and wins at Sheffield Wednesday. And I sat there thinking, stop doing it. Stop just clinging on. You know, he was a man who was on the edge of the cliff who every now and again just found a foothold. Um but Mick wanted to manage his own way out, so he left it by saying, those Bounce. terrible town fans, how dare they question me, a manager of 25 years for a substitution. Um, you know, I would have thought Mick would have had a, a, a better skin than that. And, you know, from that point when he walked off, we kind of then referred to him as previous manager. <laughs> that, I, just think, I just think it's in his makeup. Right the way through, he just loved to kick back at adversity, didn't he? He loved to be the one that was, you know... Uh, in that you know, adver- adver- adversarial position, and he just loved to kick back and give it back, and felt he was justified. So, and it and just it, went too far. Um, yeah. just went already, too far. You've already mentioned it. Um, I, I forget which one of you it was. This uh, very, very clever six-week charm offensive, um, and we realised. And I went on different radio stations and things, um, basically to defend Ipswich fans. So all of a sudden. Mick's gone and it's been beautifully spun and we get this asinine, ignorant, pathetic, ridiculous, be careful what you wish for, lazily, unfairly thrown around by these ignorant onlookers. How did... Chris Sutton. How did... um, Dave, how did he spin this um, to come out looking squeaky clean? Is, Is this his... Um, PR brilliance or just the ignorance of the national national media and how did we come across the villains Dave just some some blokes on Skype with some headsets well it is because you get teams like you know you get teams like Leeds and teams like that that, that who have look, look how many managers they've been through in the last you know in the last Christ year for goodness sake you know and one or two other teams who would look at look at us and look at us with little little budget bugger all money little budget but always, always, you know, not really, OK, maybe season before last, a mild flirt with relegation, but really not being anywhere close. All right, not going anywhere. But they see Meet McCarthy, these other managers and, and, and the national reporters are 
stability. He gives your club stability, which he did when he came in. But what he didn't do was it just it just leveled out, didn't it? It just flatlined. Is that? Yeah, I I think you know if at times that season the ideal manager, but when you talk about when we kind of flirt with relegation, the ideal manager to come in that that point was Mick McCarthy. I think yeah. you know we 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 need to recognise what he did in November two thousand and twelve. You know the stability that he brought to the club, but he he never really evolved much from that. And I think you know I'm, he did I, he did come on he did for that season. You know that season that oh 14, that season 15. what. Yeah, but that 14, why? 15 season when okay, Dale we Murphy had, the, had a, the, well, yeah, but come on, you know we were top at bloody hell, top at Chris, and the football was good. I mean, I don't think I say the yeah, we were we were playing for, football. For, it was some great away at Brentford and stuff like that. I, yeah. I, I agree, but part of that I think was Daryl Murphy had a real purple patch. He did. Um, However, and then part we... of it, I think, who knows, you know, if if what what we all perhaps thought should have happened when we're in that new year. Um, you know, 2015 transfer window, January 2015. That's when the owner should have said, "Right, what you want, what you need, come on." And he didn't. And then it just—I think it just went. Well, it did go down. Yeah, but didn't didn't down. Mick say? Didn't Mick say that he was happy with his squad? He did. Well, he, I've, sorry, I've he heard. Really says, I, who I've heard knows? both. I've heard both. I've heard both. Both sides yeah. of both sides of that argument. Let's move on because we're going to go to Forest with uh, Brian Klug, um stood behind Leo Neal and. Gerard Nash um, away at Forest, um, and I think safe to say, just quickly, uh, there's been a phone call or a chat with Bursant Selena, who's been told, "Look, thank you, off you go." Dave, um, quick word on on Selena. Yeah, I mean, flattered to deceive. I think at times, um, capable of brilliance, as we saw out of the we've, we've spoken about this as well. You know, out of like the, the, the three or four we've had, so out of like the Ryan Fraser, Lawrence, Selena. Oh, I mean, fair play. Or you know, great players, great to watch. Johnny Williams in that bracket as well. Um, probably Selena would be my least favourite of those. Capable of brilliance, and some of the goals he scored this season were, you know, the Leeds goal, the one at QPR. Um, being consistent, I thought at times a little bit lightweight as well. Is that he was. It was a great player. I think I think he played for the the wrong the wrong Ipswich team. I think he In could the have wrong played manager you know, at the wrong time. Yeah, yes, yeah. So. He yes. he was not a Mick not a, a Mick McCarthy player at all. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm still. Player. But the yeah. thing is, none of these players. This is this is what amazed me. None of these players. I mentioned Fraser Lawrence. None of them are really Fraser. I suppose a little bit more. Um, but you know Lawrence. Okay, he scored those goals. A little bit of an indulgence. Selena as well. Oh, I loved Lawrence. You know, I love Lawrence. Um, oh no, no, I'm going to say Selena's never going to cut out Man City, is he? No, no. Um, he'll be he'll be back in Championship or Holland. Oh, or somewhere. Uh, oh, he's a City. player there, and I think stats right in the right chip. Well, look. Well, okay. Perhaps we'll get there. I said at the end, we're looking for wingers, aren't we? Supposedly. Three five two at Forest. Um, <laughs> oh, that would Sel- be nice, Dave. That would be nice to see Selena unleash properly how he how out and he out could play out yeah. and out wide. Yeah. <laughs> The shackle, the shackles are off. Jason shackles. Yeah. Right, I'm still trying to go to Forest, boys. Um, Grant Ward is going to play wing back and gives Ipswich the lead with his chest um, in the first half. Nidham and Hyam join Skews in midfield. Ben Morris starts up front with Martin Wack on. Ipswich looking noticeably different um, from previous kind of three-five-two incarnations. The midfield a lot closer together. The centre half's trying to play out through the wing backs. Less balls down the the side I I hope I'm not just seeing that because I wanted to to see that they should have put the game away in the second half um Hein played well had a good chance Carriel and Wagon all missed 
chances and just a bit of um, naivety and terrible game management, as Ipswich were good at last season, Brereton and Lolly at the end. But I think most people came away from that strangely, eh, I'm quite happy, you know. Well, for me, it was amazing what uh, Brian Clue had done in, in three days. You know, like you say, how, how the, the team started to play and their, their style of play. You know, clearly he, he managed to get that across quite quickly. And, I, you know, for me, I was doubly, I was disappointed because it was my birthday. And I thought, wouldn't it be great, you know, to get a win on my birthday after all that I feel that I've personally suffered with, with Mick <laughs> McCarthy. And, and then to, to concede two in the last four minutes or so um, Should have won that game. was gut-wrenching. But there you go. We we were in a period of transition. Again, you know, we were in a period of transition from, you know, from a long time before. And this is where we needed to experiment and, and try different things. And I think the fans at that point were fully on board, you know. And I think, you know, we'll cover in, in the next games about the great support that the, the fans did give Brian Clue. And it didn't matter what the result was at that point. It was just about the manner of how we played and the PR of bringing the club and the community back together. And I, I think, you know, here we are sitting on the 19th of June and the things that the club have done since Mick McCarthy's gone, and I'm not suggesting at any point that Mick McCarthy's held us back, but the club has done a really great PR offensive. Um, you know, things like, you know, East Anglian Children's Hospice on the on the junior shirts and selling that. You know, we're quite critical of Magical Vegas and how that looked on there, but that's really, really positive. The, the, the venue, uh, you know... The, down the the ground where they've had the the England match the other night, brilliant, just stuff you know that we we're all here and the reason that we're talking, the reason I know you Ben and you've you've given me um, berries and pancakes for for breakfast around your your house is all to do with our love for Ipswich Town and you know we all have different views of how we how we how we express ourselves but at that point I think most of us thought actually there is a bit of hope and then that's what I think you know certainly will. It's certainly got me back. You know, I, I kind of jokingly renewed my season ticket at that at that point when when Mick had gone. But um, you know, hope hope is all we want. You know, just a chance that we will go out in matches, and there is a chance that we could win it. And I think you know, we we listed Bristol City, Brentford. Um, you know, games that we were never uh, Birmingham games we were never going to win. We knew we weren't going to win. And I admire you, Ben. You went to I think you appeared in more games than than Russell Osmond did in um, no, 1985. 65. 65. Yeah, one, one off. Well, one off. Well done, Russell. You still hold <laughs> the record. So, um, you know, I'm, I applaud you for putting up with some absolute rubbish. My sister-in-law texted me uh, when we played Burton at home, which I think was probably covered in in part three, and she said to me. You can no longer say that you've watched the worst game under Mick McCarthy. She said it was absolutely woeful. And I applaud those people who, who, who stuck with Mick and stuck with the team because, you know, you're, you, their, their love for Ipswich was a, a bit different from mine. They wanted to stick with it and hope it was going to get better. Whereas I thought, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to kind of turn me back on Mick McCarthy. And obviously a, a number of other people did, 3,000 fans and, the, and the, crowd, the crowd dropped. And we kind of, I think, to a certain extent, forced the hand or the, certainly the discussion that Marcus Evans had with Mick McCarthy. I, I, I find it very hard to believe that when Mick and Marcus sat down that they that the outcome was ever going to be anything other than, you know, can you imagine that we've, we've had a chat and it's a um, new two year contract for Mick. What would have gone on? Well, it would have been absolutely terrible. So the, the big thing about this, the, this, this game at Forest was it was a hashtag a new era. Follow that, Dave. 
That was very rousing, stat man. You've silenced Dave. Shall we Sorry. move on? We'll move on then, Dave. We'll let you take the lead on. I was on... going to get me book. I was going to get me book again. <laughs> have you got any good books? What have you got up there? Oh, um, I've got loads. Stat. Mate. What we'll do? We'll put um, uh, some <laughs> rousing classical music over that. Um, got that one. It'll be, yeah. it'll be beautiful. We'll like that one, don't we? What's that one? Something of the Valkyries or something? I'll have that. Yeah. 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 Uh, we've still got three games to go though, Dave, because we have got Villa at home and. Brian Klug's first home game and, OK, uh, Villa, huge club, bring a big crowd and attendance of 20,000. Um, That's great. It's a bit of a shitstorm. Uh, Hurahan scores. Uh, Villa, the better side, but Ipswich not uh, being Ward, outplayed. Ward, uh, Ward takes, gets a straight red. Very Ward harsh. Takes, Ward straight takes red. a red card on 42, Dave. And then Ipswich are taken to school in the second half. They Ends pick us off, don't they? They pick us off half time. The at- good Sorry? atmosphere continued, though, Dave. Great atmosphere. I mean, the Villa fans made it, um, and it was a great atmosphere. Yeah, they just, you know, when we were down to 10 men, they just picked us off after half time. I think um, what I remember about that game was Graben's second half was outstanding. He had a couple of really good finishes, and then Lansbury came on and scored a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 again, as Stat is in his rousing speech just then, you know, um, I think pretty much nailed it. You know, the feel good factor was. Can you imagine? I think what we spoke about. Can you imagine that game with Mick in charge? <laughs> and we'd have only lost. We'd have only lost three nil though. Well, a good point. We probably wouldn't have conceded <laughs> yeah. four. That's a very good point yeah. actually. But um, no, even you know, I think the 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 greatest thing and and. Um, you know, following that, you know, the Klug Nash, uh, you know, temporary appointment was just the crowd at the end cheered the players off. Brilliant applause at the end, and you know, it was feel good was back again. Um, I think for me, I th- the sorry, cloud just, had been. It was like a cloud had been lifted. The cloud, the cloud lifted. There's one great guy on um, Twitter. I think oh, you're not, you're not going to another speech, are you? No, Cam- Cameron Laws. Um, oh, and he's I great. Sat next to Cameron he at shares... Norwich. Sat right next to him. Yeah. I think he spends the whole time with it with his phone, but fair play to him because he'll put it on on Twitter and he's getting tens and tens of thousands of views. But I think that game, you know, the fourth goal went in and and he's sharing a video of of, of the Ipswich Town fans and the support. Yeah, and, yeah. and that there was pride there. And I, I would, yeah. I think, you know, is this just before the Marcus Evans interview? It's the ben? next next thing on the yeah. agenda, start. And I, I I tell you what. Um, I'm hoping that the the way that we were as fans in that game to say, I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter that we lost 4-0. We know that we're going to go in a new direction and we know that we're up against a team that are supported by Her Majesty's Revenue revenue and Customs as well with with, with Villa, that Marcus Evans had to take what I consider an olive branch from the the fans at that point. And it was really, the ball was in Marcus Evans' court when he went into this, um, his his first unveiling um, to... Well, it was always going to be. I mean, he'd, he'd announced this, what, two or three weeks before? Yeah, we knew that it was going to be done before the end of the month. And then we'd kind of established that it was going to be this weekend. Um, Dave, um, what what was this? Um, how What did you think of the delivery? And um, just give me your thoughts on, on this. Um, can I just say I went with Graham and Joe and um, Steve Skeet down to, down to Graham's um ICR dungeon and did a bit with Anglia <laughs> did a bit with Anglia TV which was which was entertaining so we all sat there watching it and then I think it finished and we we sort of looked at each other and said well what do you make of that and it was well yeah it pretty much said everything we thought he would say um very polished yeah it was, it was clearly it was scripted no doubt about it and I think the general consensus we had was that we wish there was someone other than was the guy Steve Pearce, whatever the guy at the club? 
asking the questions. I mean, like a Stuart. What well, I mean, it perhaps would never have been a Stuart Watson, but someone of that ilk, someone independent, let's say, to, of the to club. Be fair, to be fair, Dave, they phoned me and I, I was busy at work that yeah, day, so yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't interview yeah. Marcus. Um, you at school, I, mate. Busy. I, I don't know if, if you realise, but did you did you notice his eyes, Ben? It looked like he was reading from an auto cue or something like that. <laughs> I'm not commenting on this. I've had. <laughs> I'd love that because you actually, you know, were on the the reverse of. Yeah, I loved it. I thought get some of my, the medicine <laughs> that once, I'm usually for once. Yeah, he, yeah, he got clobbered. No, um, I, I think the disappointing part. No, it, it was great that he came out and spoke. It needed to be done. It was right. The timing was obviously right. The timing was, you know, clever by the club. It, you, the timing was spot on. Um, and I think, yeah, just overall dis- general disappointment. That it was quite scripted. But look, at least he's there. He said what he said. People have seen him now. Brilliant. Let's now let's now move on. Well, let's move on to uh, Reading, where Brian Klug, as you mentioned this stat, man, Brian Klug is going to give a thank you to all the people who travelled up and down the country watching Ipswich with the biggest away win of the season. May I say a team without McGoldrick, Chambers, Skews, Garner, Adiyami, Hughes, Selina, on and on and on and on. Bart, I'm going to read this team out because this is beautiful. Bart, Wolfenden, Webster, Knudsen. Kenlock and Spence wingbacks, Nydam and Connolly sitting, Carriol, Waghorn, Falami. Okay, the win is aided by Reading collapsing, um, injury time. Waghorn, Spence, Sears, Connolly. After the two defeats since Mick had gone, it's exactly what we needed, Statman. Yeah. Oh, it was great. I'm. I mean, this was a clearly. I'm. I'm back on the bandwagon now at this point. So I'm off to Reading and. Uh... Dave is, is is driving down. It was very very nice uh, trek down there. Reading, uh, first time I've been to the Majeski. The last time I went, I think, is when we beat them four one at Elm Park. So it had never been there. Pretty much a soulless stadium, or certainly wasn't in, in that game. Um, just just absolutely brilliant. You know, the the players went out. You know, the, I've used the phrase before, but the shackles really were off. They were just fantastic. But you're right. Reading Reading were poor, and we listened to talk whatever it was it yeah yeah and they absolutely slated them for me my most favorite moment of the game was when the the ball spins up and freddie sears obviously he's gone for it. it's gone back to the the goal like the ball this. spins up and i'm watching it going up in the air and i'm thinking ash is going miss. towards the goal and Shit. it spins towards the goal and i'm literally shouting at this point don't touch it freddie because he you know he had such a bad run i was worried that he was just going to stick his head on it and put it over the bar but he stuck it in there and for me that was great and what happened bart came all the way from from his goal all the way to the other end and i'm not suggesting this was brian clue and i'm not suggesting that it wouldn't have happened under mick mccarthy but for me there was a great togetherness about it um we then scored the fourth goal um and i decided to have a little poke at those people and you know various different social media chris sutton and stuff so as i put i put reading nil careful what you wish for um and that's what we that's what it was all about it was a really strange game wasn't it because i think you'd both agree it was bang average till we scored really wasn't it it was really awful and i think well, it I was never... perhaps it was that game not the bristol city game where cariel had the shot first half wasn't it the long range shot and again I think that's pretty much our only chance till we scored when do we score 71 or something Um, that was a really sort of weird game but yeah I agree and a great great support the support that day was unbelievable I don't know how many 1600 1700 there superb wasn't it Um, quite quite unexpected and like like you said we listened to Radio Parks here afterwards and they were still convinced they weren't safe I mean it, it would take a hell of a really? shitstorm of results the next week but 
yeah, it was a, yeah, what, yeah, it was it was great. What I will say is, by this point, with the injuries to Garner and McGoldrick, and uh, we love Bialkowski, but Waghorn had really become the standard bearer. Now he'd, he'd gone from being a, a new signing to you know third choice or whatever to playing right side of a four-two-three-one to the main the main man, and you know we're starting to see this statistic of he's the top combined goals and assists in the league and you start to Dave and I had a serious conversation that uh, given his age and the fact that he's a forward not a goalie that he's now our most saleable asset he'd become you know probably the most valuable valuable player transfer fee wise in the squad now especially given some of the transfers that have gone on um, Mm -hmm. this week Josh Murphy 11 million if Andre Dezel plays 10 good games he's worth 5 million well, well, look at this. <clears throat> look at the season. Who would have thought that James Madison would have, as he gone, would have gone for twenty-two gone today, million at the, at the start of the season? Uh, I mean, I mean got, James Madison why, why, certainly why worth not? a lot more than <laughs> Josh Murphy. But, but there I've you got go. to say something about about Norwich and, and their transfer fees. Just while we go off on a bit of a tangent, you know, it was like nineteen eighty-six, Dave, when um, you know, we sold Terry Butcher to um, Glasgow's yeah. second second team. Um, then Norwich then sold um, Dave Watson to Everton. Yeah, they got more money for him. Norwich always they get, get more like money. Six hundred for Butcher, <laughs> yeah. and they got eight hundred for eight hundred. If Madison However, for us, we wouldn't get that money. I don't know why, but Norwich seemed to pull out big transfer fees. Still, ours them stat though. Ours was still a fire sale. That was a difference back then. Butcher was still a fire sale. He probably yeah. had to go. He was the last big asset, really. Um, yeah, but it's just how it is. And and uh, Ben, you make a very good point. Who's to say a fit Dazelle this season doesn't have? I'm not saying he's going to have a season Madison then because Madison was, we, I think we all agreed on a different level, some games. But um, who's to say you won't have a yeah, really, really good season, play 30, 35 games. He could be worth 10, 12 million this time next season. My, oh, come on, oh, lads. You're going to tell me in a minute that England are going to win the World Cup. You're kind of getting a bit excited here. My, you know, my, 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 play. Not going my overarching point is that the way the club has been run, the only way a club like Ipswich can thrive is if they bring through players improve them and cash in on this Premier League money. I'm, I'm not throw figures about if Martin Waghorn scores 20 goals next season, he's then he's worth what Vidra is worth now as the top scorer. It, do, do you know what I mean? It starts to, you know, you see a Sombra yeah, so longer. A Sombra longer. Goes with age. Well. Well. Good... Goes with age I, so I, I know, Madison. but this is the only Madison's way 22, that is he 20... Murphy can't oh, Madison's, be... Madison's fantastic. Yeah, but I'm just saying the only way you, you can't survive by bringing in Kevin Brew, and then three years later, letting him go on a three, bringing in Gleason, he's off to Aberdeen oh, no, 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 no. today. Do you know no. what I mean? You have to, and we have to. We 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 will be a selling club, um, you know, cool. until until such time. The as new shake man. Only have to read between the well, no, read between the lines. You heard him speak. What was he? Was it first thing he said to the press last Tuesday? We're going to probably have to sell to bring in. So yes. this is what he's going to do, right? He's going to sell Bar, and he's going to sell Waghorn. Please and then he's going to he's going to build his own team from the transfer from that. Don't say we're Shrewsbury players. <laughs> um, oh, uh, the Shrewsbury lone goalkeeper has gone to Sheffield yeah. United today. Gutted. Yes, all that Henderson. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, final game of the season. Um, it's Middlesbrough at home. Ipswich going to the final day, one point below Norwich City, but four goals ahead in the goals difference, knowing that if they better Norwich's outcome, they will finish above them. For the first time in nine years, back come 
Carter Vickers skews. Sears starts again and scores after eight minutes. Oh, great goal. Downing great goal. gets the equaliser on 71. Borough away on top. And we know that if Borough score again, Norwich will pip us once more. But McLaughlin charges down, wins a penalty. Waghorn puts the penalty in to round off his excellent season. Um, kind of symbolic of Ipswich's season. They can't close out the game. And the probably the fourth, 94 for 90 plus minute goal is Bamford yeah missing, Sheffield Wednesday Forest away yeah I can't yeah. think of another one yeah uh, mm. <laughs> um, Ipswich finish above Norwich um, Dave it kind of had a vaguely happy-ish ending it there did. didn't it quite satisfying wasn't it didn't Norwich got absolutely walloped didn't they final day somewhere yeah Andy New scored a hat-trick for <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday and James Madison bust his knee oh he did didn't he yeah yeah um yeah, it was just 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 great, and it's a shame we couldn't finish with a win. That pesky Bamford score, didn't he? But again, <laughs> they, they bought food supporters. Great, great atmosphere again, wasn't it? Brilliant atmosphere, lovely day. It was the sixth of May, for um, you know, forty years to the very day of the cup win. Fantastic day. Shame, like I said, shame we couldn't finish with a win. But it almost felt that the good time. Not, good time the feel good factor the stats said earlier the feel good factor i thought was well and truly back for that i mean the day was special in itself with everything going on around the club but yeah the game was great sun was out brilliant so yeah i mean i, I agree we we met before didn't we david yeah. the um the the fans what's that called again fans venue fan zone or whatever we, we met there and like you said there were some of the um 78 players there and it was a really good really good atmosphere and i thought you know it was a, it was a good game very, we had a very nice chat with Mr. Sheepshanks, didn't Mr. we? Mr. Sheepshanks, he told us a, a hilarious story about um, Maurizio Tarico <laughs> and, and um, what his reaction was when we, we lost to Norwich. One of the things I will say is I don't like the idea of finishing above Norwich being successful. And you mentioned it, Ben, and, and Luke Chambers did and a couple of the other players and said, you know, what we need to play for now is, is finishing above Norwich. Well, to be honest with you, you know, I don't really care about that. Let's just finish as hard can as we I- can. Can, um, I, can I can I yeah. come back to that? I don't class yeah. finishing above Norwich as success. Um, I would yeah. just say that Impolic. in terms of the rivalry, I think that's important. I, I yeah. Um, yeah, it's not success. If Norwich finish 20th and we finish uh, whatever and we both get relegated, yeah. that's, that's not success. But I think um, given the way that the, the club has gone and the fact that we're kind of stuck there, there's... There's small mercies. And whatever people say, people are very selective about this. This rivalry is important. And I think just to, you know, you always, you're never going to win these. I mean, Mikey calls them, oh, my club's better than your club, you know, arguments. But you like me, Stat. We like a good, solid statistic. I, I like to back my arguments with empirical evidence and in terms of pure statistics. If I'm in an argument with an Orange fan, I will say... Well, let's forget history. Who was the more successful team last year? It was Ipswich. Then, uh, yeah. We have a league table that grades all the teams in England. Man City are the best and Ipswich are better than Norwich. But it doesn't but represent just, success. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, very quickly. Sorry, Dave. You can you can pipe up in a minute. But what I was going <laughs> to say is... Every, say that. <laughs> every, every Ipswich... Well, he can he can pipe in. Every Ipswich <laughs> fan would, would give that up for uh, beating Norwich. I wouldn't have cared if we finished 15th and they finished 12th and we, we beat them in in February when, when we played them. I know what you're saying. It's kind of symbolic. But let, let's let's have a look at the fact that we're moving in the right direction 
and Norwich are moving in the other direction. You know, they're at this point, Dave, where you, you were saying about Ipswich and the fire sale. And, and, you know, Norwich are kind of now in the world that Mick McCarthy's lived in for the last kind of six years, which is scrapping around now. But they, as I said, they're very, very successful at um, getting big money, I think, for, for some of their players. But Dave, yeah, have they, they, have I mean, they the, effectively the replaced the parachute payment, Dave? Sorry? Have they effectively replaced the parachute payment, though? Yeah, or I, are their it, wages going to be cut? Yeah, I think you're probably you're probably right, close to it. The difference is, you know, how much of that and the difference to what the position we were in is how much of that will be invested back in the team. You know, or will it just be invested back, as some have seen Norwich tweet saying that, will it just be invested back in second division German players, you know? But... Um, it was symbolic, and and don't forget, you know, we watched what you went through on um, Talk Norwich City. To be fair, so <laughs> yeah. you know, it was um, it must have been quite sweet for but you, this really. Is it. Statman makes true, a really true. good point about the trajectories because I sat there on Talk Norwich City, and the uh, Norwich are used to being in the Premier League, and the huh. entire idea that one of our players is better than their players because I no. remember they did this you whole game. It. They did this whole you game of. Um, who would get in whose team? And I was very. Did he noble. give you? Did he give you? He didn't give you. But he wasn't going to they give you. Bart they didn't even of... understand that Waghorn was good. Do you know what I mean? No. And then my brilliant punchline at the end was, "Okay, all your players are better than ours. Why are we above you in the table?" <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? So you're totally right, Statman. They're coming from a. I mean, they'll probably. Get, uh, let's let's get the um, disclaimer in now. They'll probably have a brilliant <laughs> season next season, finishing the playoffs or something. I, like. I've got a feeling he might. I hate to say it, he might get it right i don't know i don't know well we, we shall see i hope, but, I hope i'm wrong i uh, hope i'm wrong I, back to your point stat it doesn't represent success but i think in the small mercies it was important it was important to me that you know that let's just wipe that because i've gone through the history and sin through the 70s and 80s it's ipswich ipswich ipswich, ipswich. there's one it's 1978 they finish above us we had quite a good season that season, though, all things considered. Um, and then we finish above them until um, until we're uh, relegated. And then they have a great great time with Dave Stringer and Mike Walker. And then it's all it's all much of a muchness until Paul Lambert comes and Paul Lambert. Let's face it, it's, it's yeah. the one other than Mick going. It's the one crumb of comfort most fans can take from the season. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah, yeah. I agree um, with you, Dave. Let's just close this out. So the final quarter of the season was the end of the Mick McCarthy saga and as we now know the start of the um, Paul Hurst era in the interest of balance um, just sum up Mick's reign nice and quickly but you've got to give me a, a positive in there and tell me just where it went wrong uh, good in the start average in the middle crap at the end <laughs> is that no um look as, as Stat said earlier did a brilliant job in stabilising the club. We were, what, seven, eight points adrift stat first week of November. Yeah. Um, finished comfortably that season, consolidates the next season, gets us into the playoffs the season after. And somewhere after that, well, you know, we lost, you know, big down, a worst, worst thing ever. We lost the playoff semi to, to Norwich that we've just been harping on about. Um, and then it's simply just flatlined from there. That- and then... You know, come this season, there was there was the last 18 months. There were shades of it halfway through last season. His total breakdown with the fans um, breakdown, you know, and that five games apart from the start of this season. Um, I mean, you went to all those games. It's, a, it's an interesting thing. You went to all those games at the start of the season. Five, what, four or five wins on the trot. Did you at any did you at any point hear 
you know, the old Mick Mac, Mick McCarthy, Terry, once. Terry Connor. Uh, you, you did hear it. That's um, interesting. In yeah. the, what was the home game? The uh, Brentford. Brentford? Yeah, Brentford. once. Okay. Once they chanted his um, name. But look, even win. you know, four games in, you know, in, in seasons gone by, you know, when he was winning, you know, when we were when we were up in the playoff, that playoff season, four wins on the trot, you know, everyone would be would have been, you know, would have been up and very um very high on him, you know, yeah, exactly. So look, it, it just lost a complete breakdown with the with the supporters, and sad in a way, then, then it ended like that, but it had to. Stat. That that was rousing as well. I think you know we need we need to get some classical music behind behind Dave's speech. I think he's right. You know we, we'll look back. You know twenty years time, and when we're still doing the history pod, Dave, we'll look back and we'll say, I tell you what, you know Mick McCarthy when he when he took over, brilliant, saved us from yeah, League One, uh, got us to the playoffs. And let's be honest, you know Norwich will kind of Norwich fans will ridicule us, but you know we the, the fact that we we scored against Norwich in the playoff semi final was in my mind a way that we were, we were kind of heading in the in the right direction unfortunately we weren't he- heading with a great deal of impetus because dave you know mentioned it earlier the january 2015 transfer window is where i think it started to to fall apart and whether mick should have pushed mark Evans for more money i don't know but then i think what really happened is that we all just kind of got a bit bored you know mick was not going out to to win the games he was trying not to lose the games and, you know, it, it then started being talked about entertainment. And then people are saying, well, nobody argued about entertainment in 2014, 15. We were still kind of playing the same way. No, 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 we weren't. You know, 16, 17, you know, less for me, Lincoln, Lincoln at home in the FA Cup. You know, Mick sticks six or seven young lads on the bench or six with, with Dean Gherkin. You know, Jonathan Douglas, I think, is he playing in that game? Um Mick doesn't make. Oh no, Jonathan Douglas is on the bench. Mick doesn't make the. Mick's already started an argument there with the fans about how we how we kind of view Jonathan Douglas. He wouldn't bring any of the young players on. We then go on national TV um, and lose against Lincoln. For me, my mind was made up at that point, and he didn't really do enough to try and win us win us back. Um, I'm afraid. And, and stat, that's a good thing. Again, you know what we haven't touched on is his total disregard for cup competitions. Yeah. All right. In the overall scheme of things, the championship is the bread and butter. And yeah, OK, top six, whatever the promised land. But come on, you know, it's just it, it was ugh, just horrendous. Yeah, our cup record is just horrific. Can I can I just end it out by saying that you're right, Stat. I think 16, 17 was was worse. 16th place finish. I think he got got some money. He got uh, Garner Hughes, Waghorn. Selena, we're going to have one more till and we've said it a million times all his good players all his creative players did get injured but he didn't have the solutions and yes it did run its course and yes we're still talking about it because we're doing the season review so don't have a go at us here um i think we've done it guys so if anyone dares you could now listen to probably about seven hours of content of the entire <laughs> season review because there's not enough footy content out there at the moment in the in the World Cup. Um, Statman, thank you for coming on. Where do we find you on Twitter? At Chompex3, and th- thanks for having me on. But more importantly, thanks for, for Dave sitting patiently whilst I um, gabble on a bit. So he, I, I saw him there and I thought, oh, gosh, Dave looks bored. Goodness knows what the, the viewers are going to be like. So uh, I'm never bored of you, Stat. You know that. <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, Dave, where do we find you on Twitter? At DavidDiamond3. 
Um, I think we'll be doing some kind of World Cup nonsense at, at some point. Fixtures are out on Thursday, so we can all plan going to Black. Are you going to Exeter, Ben? I trust you'll be there. I haven't decided yet. I'm going on holiday at some point. So. Or are you going down to Devon? <laughs> no, you'll be down in Devon most summers, aren't you? I am, yeah, yeah. I'm going in. When am I going in? Um, yeah, it's Cornwall. Going if in you, a couple of three weeks. If you go on YouTube, Dave, you can see my live real time reaction to Ipswich getting drawn against Exeter. I saw it, I think. I, I love was, that. I was sitting there. Yeah. Norwich. It was Norwich. Colchester. Norwich. No, Exeter. And Norwich got our Norwich got our draw, didn't they? Norwich yeah, got Stevenage. I, I set out, How dare our, they? Our dream draw was Norwich at home. Our nightmare draw was Stevenage. Well, at home probably. Um, away would be quite nice for me in Hertfordshire here. But um, and our dream draw and our uh, our nightmare draw converged to to um, get Norwich versus Stevenage. But fixtures out, so we'll there'll be some more content soon. So ben. we. Can I just say I'm just, just coming through here, but I've, I've just heard that a leak for the the fixtures is that we're going to be playing every team in the championship home and away. So I don't know what you're getting excited about, really. Oh, I like to plan like weekends out and stuff. Find out where I'm going to be at Christmas. See see when I can go and see my sister and all all of that stuff. So, I love we're we're going to be around, we're going to be around Dave's at Christmas. He says all all around the um, Diamond Towers. Diamond Towers. All around Mrs. Right. Brown. Yeah. yeah. Right, we're going to bid you farewell. Thank you very much for watching. We will be back very soon. Everybody, say goodbye. Bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.